Hey, John, you been hunting? Yes, sir. Hey, Stefan, you been surfing? Yeah, papa. Hey, Mark, you been fishing? You know it. Come on. Welcome to this episode of The Wild Bin, where we're going to be questioning Stefan, do a little Q&A to get to know him a little bit better for you guys as viewers, our listeners or whatever. and uh, Soon to be viewers. Yeah, soon to be viewers. People are watching me. <laughs> looking at me <laughs> looking at you let's, take, let's catch up with Stefan let's talk about Stefan man oh shit how do you spell your name S-T-E-F-A-N it's a German name oh. Ich bin Stefan um, that messes me up every time <laughs> when I tag you something on Instagram I'm always like damn why is this it's also French. it pops up with the, with the F maybe you need to be better friends just <laughs> forget it every time it's the only name confused where F is a PH even when you're saying it to somebody so I'll be watching somebody write it out I'll be like S-T-E-F and they go P-H-A-N mm, and they, I mean and I'm like yeah that makes F F yeah. <laughs> no, but that's funny. No, nah, it's I can all see good. Human nature doing it's that. It's funny. You know? I've seen little quirks like that when people do that kind of stuff. Yeah, you're like you're projecting your voice and telling them totally. like word for or letter for letter, and they actually will put a ph when you say f. No, it makes sense because I'm a Jonathan, so I'll yeah, be like oh J O N, and they'll be like H N. Yeah, no man. Yeah. But yeah, Stefan, cool, and you yeah. grew up in Galveston Way. Well, I would say that I grew up Northwest Houston on the aisle of uh, maybe like a, a big grocery market, just flipping through a surfing magazine, Surfer or you know Transworld, whether it was BMX or skating, and just fully frothing. And I had like probably like a pretty solid couple trips a year to the Surfside, so I would claim oh. Surfside as my home beach and. To be quite honest with you, my aunt lived there, oh, and fine. so it was easy for me to like go and stay. And I almost Get felt ways. like I, yeah, it was kind of like my home away from home. Cool, that's cool, that's yeah. really fun. I've never surfed surf side actually. I've, you come over the bridge, right? Sure. And you take a left to G Town or right to Surfside, correct? Yeah, and it ends. It's like a dead end to a jetty. It used to be a jetty park with a kind of a uh, large ramp that went up to a two-story um, kind of it was like a condo and then like a burger joint and then bingo bought it and and then, oh that's your aunt's place the burger no joint. no no oh, no oh, that's like, that was at the uh, I, I i went off no but You're related to bingo too <laughs> <laughs> no i <laughs> I invested in the Bingo Corporation at one point. Awesome. Um, but yeah, it's 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 funny because that little zone, my aunt's house was down the way from it. So when he was talking about coming over the bridge, I had a, a vision of like taking that left towards the jetty. And that was kind of where we surfed. So I would always get dropped off at the end of the road or like there used to be a crossover. They had big sand dunes and there was a crossover and there was octagon. And so mm -hmm. a bag of Cheetos and some water, and I'll come pick you up later on. Well, what's the octagon? Was it an actual building? Yeah, like a wooden uh, Gulf Coast house uh, on, you know, giant okay. pylons. And and uh, basically, you know, it was an octagon shape. Sure. So it seemed like the coast really was attracted to that shape for a long mm -hmm. time. If you yeah. ever have seen a 70s, 80s beach house on our coast, it, it's kind of got either a, a crazy uh, A-frame or yeah. it's an octagon shape. I guess it's for the wind breakage. Right, right. You know, there's a lot of wind. And was that octagon out over the water? Because there's a lot of structures in that area that work for so, a while. When I was younger, there was a larger beach, of course, and there was sand out in front, and then it was in the water. And so it's actually, 
uh, that little coastline is eroded two streets yeah. deep. And so, and it's funny cause it was in my lifetime. And so it's so funky to kind of like, I've adjusted over the, you know, maybe 10 years to seeing where we are now. And then prior to that being a younger, you know, when I was like eight and nine, just like, you know, there was a whole nother street mm-hmm. and row of houses and they don't exist, but in memory, and they actually just had this house it's been the last standing house forever they were fighting it these people were just didn't want to have them demolish it Mm -hmm. so it happened to uh fall down recently it was cool it made for great photographs yeah what caused erosion though um well they extended the jetty and they had to do a longer draft for the larger boats in there that lng plant that came up dow of course so there's a lot of heavy or uh, large drafted boats that go through there and it's probably one of the deeper channels to enter so oh. to keep that draft you know it's not all you're always having to dredge um you know they extended the jetty to try to prevent that mm-hmm. and um to deeper water and so that's created kind of a backflow flow excuse me stumbling backflow of uh current that sucks the sand out and it kind of goes down the jetty and then runs down the beach. And that's why you see Bob Hall a little different when they built Packery. You know, if you go through the many photos in our surf museum um, and, and some other places and some of the books that are out there, John's, you know, definitely taking a lot of pictures there, beautiful pictures, and has also been in pictures. That place broke differently. The jetty was built, changed, same thing. Sure, Surfside, yeah. the same way. There Condos. was, yeah, there was, there was a wave there. Everything flow, everything. You know, we saw that, you know, when I was living in Puerto Escondido, there's a lot of buildings going up two, three story, four stories, you know, and so that affects the directly affects the offshore winds that come down over the mountain. And all the locals who grew up there are like, man, something's changed in the last 10 years. Sure. I agree. So you've got this going on uh, in Surfside and, you know, I follow the L Gulf surfer, which is the L ride shit and all the boys talking shit. Cam, um, it's, it's interesting. It's like a lifeline to Texas anarchy surfing. Uh, it's pretty, yeah. <laughs> it's, like it's a love hate relationship. Yeah. <laughs> Cause Might you can actually find some shit and then you can see shit you can never unsee. So anywho, it's funny. And, uh, the boys keep it lively over there and girls are, but, uh, you find out a lot. So like I said, I don't know this area, you know? Yeah. And so there are beautiful photos with the old standing houses just in the beaches <clears throat> sure. and stuff like that. But like you know what they cause harm and people can get busted up on them and and I've seen the erosion and like um, uh, our surf rider uh, has shown like they were fighting to get all those houses off and uh, Ellis yeah. Pickett Ellis that, Pickett you know? yeah. He's always been a big advocate, you know, for... And he's great to hang out with. Yeah, he is. I don't know if you know him, but like I said, politics aside, that boy's all right. (laughs) Hey, you know, I saw him in Sao Padre the last swell. He chased his surf. He He showed up, parked right... We were were illegally parked. He like pulled up (laughs) in the store, pulling his stuff out. I was like, ah, let's pick it. Coming to surf oh, on a big yeah, swell. He, come yeah, out. he goes up all the coast. Like I said, I saw him in Puerto Rico. interesting. Like, hell yeah, good to see you, man. You're a surf surf dog, you know? He still gets it. 
So growing up off the coast and then just going into Surfside and all that, what got you into surfing? Like what, what got well, you, like what age were you? Like what was like your deal? I was heavy into BMX and as a young kid, I rode a bike really well off the curbs, I guess. I had a, a, a flow, if you will. And I, I went from, you know, BMX to skating and skating to, you was always affiliated, skating, surfing, BMX, that, that whole kind of group of people is what you, you yeah. know, we all had the same idea. You wanted to feel the flow of something, and it was kind of punk rock at the time, and I think I gravitated towards that, and and, and it was all affiliated, you know, and, and, you know, you watched Supercross, you watched X Games, you watched all this stuff. It all just came together, you know, and that was like the kids getting earrings and tattoos, and it, yeah. th- that was like a big no-no, like, at yeah. that time, right? Oh, yeah. That's a, so, wow, dude, how yeah. I'm 34 now, okay. so I, I caught the tail end of a really cool yeah, transition. And, um, yeah, because when I was growing up, like that was like the big deal. Like, yeah. The earrings and the tattoos, it's funny you say that because like, now you wouldn't even think about it. Oh, my but God. Dude, when I was tattoos was no un, uh, uh, under the sleeves. sleeves. Yeah. Like yeah. all my stuff is yeah. still above my sleeves. Yeah. But anyway, not about that. I was just curious, dude, it's like. Man, yeah, the BMX right. did that, you know, it, it, it was, but my dad also had surfed in Hawaii a lot when he was out there and, um, he was, uh, in the military and he actually talked about, you know, Makaha and, and some other places that he had enjoyed surfing. And, and so I think when I was younger and I first grabbed one of those magazines, you know, being, I was like, this is what I want to do, you know? Yeah. And so I was, we were always, my mom's from Dickinson, which is really, Closer to Galveston. And so I think as a young child, we were, I was always in Galveston, but Surfside's kind of where I broke out. And so when people always ask me, that's why I always reference. But I think for anybody that lived in Houston, Galveston was such a, an attractive area at one point. And, in, you know, it's definitely changed a lot. But um, it's been amazing to be over all the coast here. Sure. I mean, we've had, I've had the best experiences living from or growing up in one spot, going all the way to the very end, all the way to the, you know, back to the middle. It's almost a trip, you know, cause it's kind of how I used to do the surfing, you know, Sure. <clears throat> you always chase now waves. You got, now you got the tools to do it, Yeah. you know, on online with the wind direction and such, as well as the knowledge under your belt. And then you're ready for the waves. That's the beauty of, Growing up, I think, is that you're finally conditioned to like, I'm here. I deserve to be here today. Sure. You know, and then you earn your shit and you get after it. And, you know, and that's all your education of moving up and down uh, the coast there. And uh, So were there places to skate around where you were growing up? Because, oh, yeah. Like my mom, my grandma lived in Houston and, and every curb, every sidewalk was busted up with oak trees. So sure. we couldn't really skate. And it was skating was really tough for me during this times because there wasn't a lot of alpha. Yeah. So I didn't know if where you were there was good like, oh shit, there's this one bank we all moshed down. Oh yeah. There. So we had schools that had all kinds of uh, ADA which would totally be outlawed now. Yeah, but there there was <laughs> it was like weird ADA banks for people to do wheelchairs and in, in crazy angles. So I think mm-hmm. we'd always kind of surf skate those. But the, you know, there was a bunch of six stair mm-hmm. You know, forced air, little gaps, and and you know, just little manual pads. It have like a they build like a really cool, um, like a big thing for buses or whatever. And sure. there'd be all these little medians, 
and we're like little manual pad, little, you know, Ollie yeah. manuals or, or if you're on a bike, nose manual, you know, kind of nose bonk it and land back tire. It was just, it was, there was all kinds of little things there in that area and in, in the Northwest part of Houston, but it was close to 290, which was the X, you take the 43rd yeah. and then you go down to the, the EZ7 seven, and, huh? and that was cool. And that it's still like, happening. Oh my God. It's dude, still the happening. The boys that smash that place <clears> down there yeah. insane, dude. Yeah. Like I'm like sea lines. I'm like, what? Yeah, like, that's the beauty of that place. It's so butter, and I wish I got more time there. But it's and it's cool because the trees have so grown, like overgrown there. That's created this like kind of canopy over that little zone. Not like if over that. Exact I don't zone. know about it. Okay, like, for our a, listeners who don't know, the Easy Seven Ditch is an iconic, historic, really badass ditch in Houston. Yeah, I don't know what part of town it is. It's West Forty Third and Two Ninety, boss. But everybody but knows. Yeah, it's not a secret, but yeah. it's one of the first like DIY ditches that just kind of it's a ditch that was already there. But then everybody DIY would start building it all up, putting transition shit. in it, yeah. you know, adding concrete in the kinks and oh, creating, really? yeah. Really cool. and, but the city never busted it up. No, dude, like yeah. ragers, dude. Turkey season's coming up. The turkey jam that goes down yeah. seven is like most iconic thing in Houston. Even right? Tony Hawk traveled to this, and a it's couple like of the Dogtown guys I've heard. So it was kind of what, and so we went there a lot, and it was it. So the engineers that built it, it was just it. It flowed even without anything, really. I mean, it was fun, but they made it better by adding just a little more of that curvature and in the dry. transition. Like yeah, it, it's the wet, <clears throat> wet. You know, the big bayous down Houston, but yeah. this one is a feeder one, and it's dry all the time. They've cemented quarter pipes into it now. It's like it That's was like a man-made thing, and then they put like they're like they they did a little the touch. whole yeah. thing has parking blocks. On yeah, parking side, blocks. All <laughs> up, dude. Like you'll see dudes mash the whole thing. Yeah, like, dude, that fifty-year-old man just board slid the shit out of that thing. Yeah, like, oh, that it's out, punk dude. rock. It's butter, dude, because there's so much spray. Oh yeah, pain. there like, is. You can get buck on that thing. Like I said, the Easy Seven Jam is it's so kind of sick. the sickest shit I've always told <clears> you'll see, and I haven't, unfortunately. Yeah, I mean it's 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 cool, and it, and it, and that's where we kind of got started. And but we always had the parking garages in downtown Houston before had a couple of buildings with transition on them, the uh, Exxon building, and and then you know Allen Parkway, and there's a bunch of just awesome buildings down there that were featured, and and the Roadfuls props, and a lot of the skate videos, and. Just great, great marble slabs that you could grind from every height to like waist high all the way down to like knee high, super slidey. With, and there was no um, collars. There was none of this fake faux shell on top to kind of mm. keep you stop. I mean, people would come out and yell and whatever. And I, you could see people would get crazy and would break up the marble a little more maybe by bashing instead of just grinding. And, and you know, sometimes ollie and on, it just after a while, it just chips yeah, off yeah, yeah. yeah so people are getting mad about it but so hey those are the days guards, man. yeah it, <clears throat> so so you prefer i, I don't know like I, i've bmx for a while and i love biking i love mountain biking and all that and i see you you got tons of flow on your bikes and your bike paths and shit so would you prefer like like a pegs on your bike or or yeah, we got you in a BMW. There was a day and an age we had. Yeah, pegs were cool. A lot of wooden benches with like bars of soap. Yeah, yeah, we did. We did feeble grinds, Smith grinds, and you would try to one eighty off. And it's just a very similar. There's some of the similar ter- terminology with skating, and I've already said it too. And and so there you go. Like there were different different variations and jib, you know, kind of sure. jib stuff. That, that was, was fun. Nice. 
for a little while, but sometimes when you'd be manualing, the way that your feet would be positioned kind of across from each other, not across, but like the, the catty right. corner, yeah, yeah. your peg, if it was on one side and you were manualing back and you had to like catch your manual, you would actually catch your heel right, and yeah. you could, you know, so I got kind of bummed out on that a little bit. And, um, and then I kind of had a couple tailbone hits where you hit so hard, it, it makes you feel sick to your stomach. You, um, you almost oh, yeah. feel like you have to instantly go to the bathroom. Oh, yeah. And, um, and anyone who's done that knows. And I've yeah. done it like a lot, lot. Yeah. Like it's like you never want to do it again. Um, but anyways, yeah, after that, I just kind of steered away from that and stuck to like uh, a lot of um, BMX okay. trails. Yeah. Uh, a lot of iconic ones here in Texas I grew up doing. That's what's even cooler, yeah. man. I yeah. mean, my boys are into that shit. And there's places, you know, and they have a contest there yeah. too. And there's beautiful photos. You know, Shane Dante Jennings, that cat. Up yeah. There, he's been taking wonderful shots of Surfside, yeah. like we talked about. But then the bike stuff too. And I'm like, man, these guys are just soaring, dude. And it's pretty bitching. Like, yeah. He he's he he actually came to the Rockstar Energy BMX Park and my brother did all the the building of the trails there and oh yeah and so he, he you know was he's like come on you got to come check him out so he Shane met me and um and he skate we actually met at the skate park and we skated guy skates real well okay, yeah cool. and it got a lot of flow and and so we ended up going there and he shot a little you know little sequence of pictures of me getting out there and I hadn't been on a bike in months. And that's just like how these sports are. Once you learn them as a kid, you know, everyone can attest to this. You can always get on a skateboard. You can always get on a bike if you rode a bike or a surfboard and it just, you know, it may take a couple hours or whatever, sure. but you, you could flow back into you it. Pick up your yeah. tricks where you left off. Yeah. <clears throat> but I prefer surfing more because I've had some wrecks recently um, yeah. at Port A Skate Park and at the BMX uh, in my brother's backyard. I, I ate it pretty good. And um, and I'm just, you know, kind of like, all right, man, I know I surf now more because it just controls easier. so <laughs> much easier. <laughs> you pick your, your battles wisely. Yeah. yeah. Everybody's like, oh, man, all my boys ride. You know, there's a great motorcycle clubs here, you know, and friends that who just ride. And uh, I just don't ride anymore. I'm like, yeah, oh, dude, I've wrecked. I've, I've chased motocross shit for years, and yeah. you see it. So you start backing off, and unfortunately, you're just kind of like shit. Yeah, choose your battles wisely. Yeah, uh, I really like the surfing's good. Yeah, yeah. Dude, I think surfing's like the easier crash. I mean, you definitely get hurt a lot well, surfing, Jimmy. That's yeah, it's super dangerous too yeah, as well. Like, too, yeah, but it's not mountain BMX. No. dangerous or skate park dangerous either i mean like and i'm not saying our older i'm just saying like damn dude falling in a half by now you'd be like son of a bitch well it's like a concrete one <laughs> it's funny you say that as my from my young younger childhood let's say about eight years old all the way up to about 17 i was real i was on a national tour and i did racing bike racing and it's now in the olympics the same affiliation uh or association is that that was like the dream right Trackers. it was a pinnacle yeah, yeah, yeah. and so it's like motocross jumps for bikes and um back in the 90s like they made them real lippy and it was like you had to know how to jump and have flow now it's a little more like you're clipped in and people can kind of racer it it's for everybody so it's a little more laid back but there's they do have the the super cross race where these jumps are bigger and there's 40 foot gaps sure. and it's you could you know we uh one of the world champions broke his back and now he's in a wheelchair so it's it's serious, serious yeah. but um my brother's doing that track and it's a, it's a full olympic track and they had the world championship there it got built um i want to say what 
two and a half years ago when that skate zone got built. You know, it's a big, big project there. That's where the largest skate Springs, Texas. Yeah, in that yeah. area. Oh, cool. And so it's got that that crazy feel because you can see the big uh supercross jumps with just a you have to oh, jump yeah, them. Too. That's what they call them in BMX. It's not like motocross, but yeah, motocross, supercross are two different tracks. One's more rolly and outdoor and the other one's in a you know an arena and you gotta yeah. jump everything. So that's kind of the thing. And that's like the elite guys, the Olympic guys. But we've been dabbling off in that zone and I've still been out there doing it. And I still have to like get over an anxiety that I could be out of the game for a minute at 34 years old. Yeah, sure. It's hard not to go fast and, you know. Well, you know what you like. Yeah, yeah. Let's tone it down. And no, man. But we're not built. Yeah, I think we all like to fly. That's our problem. Yeah, we all like to fly. We wouldn't be in this room and we're like, yeah. Yeah, you're right. You know, I I definitely want to say that the when I'm if the surf is good, it the surfing has taken over one thousand percent. There's something else about surfing that none of the other sports actually offer. And I think there's a mental health uh, medicine out there that's that's crazy because even um, autistic kids and and and, sure. uh, and you know even people that have suffered major injury have some kind of healing or kid, they, these autistic kids are talking and they you know sure. they're going through all these medical programs no one getting them to talk they go they surfing and they better. yeah 20, 20 different words are coming out of their mouth so yeah. there's something about surfing and it's magical and. And um, it's just like fishing, you know, you're, you're watching the barometric pressure, you know, people are like, oh, there's high pressure for a week, you're pissed off, you know, that high pressure for us is going to cause flatness, you know, you, you're like, oh, the atmosphere is open and bubbly, it's got low pressures coming in and out of it. it it's something that, you know, you, you, you're internally feeling so yeah, no, I think you hit the <clears throat> nail on the head, like you, we've all been around the world, they said, if you take a, a skater in, like, say, Chicago, or a landlocked city, and that dude, you see how talented he is, and you're like, man, if if he never found skateboarding, he might be a psychopath. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> no, yeah. the craziest. Uh, yeah, so, like we just happen to have surfing, so we kind of have to like, oh man, I'd like to balance it out a little bit. But yeah, yeah, there's mm-hmm. all this, you know, like everybody has their ways of letting things out, like right? Said, which takes priority. Oh man, my skating this or surfing or. So that's my question also too. Like, so you said like big part of your life has been surfing the BMX and the skateboarding. So out of those three, like you just say like surfing is your like one right now. So unlimited energy and all that, not where a fear of getting hurt. Like, cause you have a family now you have to worry about that situation. Like what'd be the thing you do all the time? I think really just surfing with my family because my family's a surfing family and so they understand it and we all kind of know and I feel like somehow we you know I I I have a metal plate in my face from surfing it was a very extensive surgery what? so I've gotten well, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. <clears throat> let's backtrack that up so you did BMX and all this stuff and then like we've all I haven't done BMX but that's a pretty intense sport. Yeah, I've got six concussions lined out of that one and then surfing so how do you for sure the metal, face. How did you get the metal face versus no no, well, no that's not what I did <laughs> but how did you get that like what was the worst injury from BMX cuz I'm getting a metal plate in your face from surfing? I think 
Broken ribs, broken arms, and concussions. And I'm talking about like instantly an hour after con- hour after the concussion, you you have fever and you're throwing up. Like oh, you're not even those sick. Those you're like healthy days. as a day, yeah. and you hit oh, so hard. Days. I hit so hard when I was a kid at this national in Dallas that I literally had fever for like ten hours after, and I couldn't stop throwing up. And I was like, they were Whoa. like, "Woo, damn." Anyways, but um, I yeah. So I have a metal plate in my face. Um, random thing is I've been surfing Mexico for this long two years and I come back and I'm, you know, hanging out in Sao Padre and it's just been fun. And we had this little trip planned to come to Corpus and just to kind of have fun and, and eat sushi and surf, nothing big. And it was like a real windy day at North Packery actually. Hmm. So out of all the places that I've surfed reef and should have been smashed, it's just funny. It happened at North Packery. And I happened to not wear a leash that day and I went for like a front side nose pick reverse. And I, when I stuck the nose in, it kind of projected the board out. It's like yeah. shot out. And so I was still up in the kind of floating in the air. And it, and I tried to, when I tried to grab my board, cause I didn't have a leash, the wind caught it just enough. And it, it was blowing probably 30 knots, you know, yeah. it's pretty. And it, when it hit me so hard, like a baseball bat across, Woo. yeah, across my lower orbital floor. And so You're then all of a sudden I couldn't see. I'm I'm goofy. So it was okay. a south wind. Roger. And you know how you, that south wind oh, right been, there, North Packery, that is the best air section yeah. because you can really throw it's, into it. And it sticks the board to your feet. Like literally, it's oh, no, I've perfect. I've been, been fucking whacked in the face by boards. That's like my scariest thing is getting whacked in the nose. Like Losing an eyeball. Dude, geez. yeah, I got hit in the nose one time almost black. Dude, I was like, I'm going to drown. I'm like barely gripping the board. But dude, anyway, not to- It's on the lot. You can Google it. It's funny. They're, Rob. Uh, That's like my sphere. Yeah. Um. So South Padre Rob and the surf rider president. Oh, yeah. Rob Nixon, man. Yeah, Rob oh, Nixon. Boy. He, he, uh, he had this kind heart and, and made like a really cool um thing on it and you know tried to help me raise money at that time i didn't have health insurance at that time and um it was a really hard surgery to get i only had a limited amount of time to get it done and so you can actually he helped out and then for sure my family got their backing and everybody came together and i was able to have it and the doctor actually did it for it was a hundred thousand dollar surgery he did for seven grand that's right seven thousand and he he had a guy that was um, had made a prosthetic piece that would be able to put it all. It was so blown out that n- none of the doctors I saw, Shit. the best in the world, had to fix it. And this is how he came at it. He got his buddy. They donated the piece. He took me to a private practice. It was a crazy small building in the middle of the yeah. richest part of Houston. And I was like, wow, is this where all these people get worked on? And it was just a low-key zone. It almost seemed like a scary movie. If you yeah, know. I was gonna say something. Like, <laughs> we had to go to like these elevators. And, <laughs> like they gave me a prosthetic and a seven thousand dollar surgery, but they took my kidney. <laughs> Somehow, is that what it is? <laughs> it's weird. I'm just super cool. I feel like, no, I totally feel like Arnold Schwarzenegger, right? Yeah, that's heavy, dude. Danny DeVito and Arnold Schwarzenegger. Pregnant. Um, (laughs) (laughs) That was a weird movie, yeah? Yeah. Oh, that's so weird. (laughs) Anyways, um, so that whole thing happened and I got replaced and and he's an angel for that, what he did for me, Dr. Livingston. And he... uh, Anyways, that that was very eye opening for me. How I didn't I didn't stop. 
I was, I want to say probably 23. Damn, so you're super young. Enough. Yeah, yeah. It, it was. Scary at 22. Yeah, I wasn't supposed to. See, I had a little H Town coming to me. Uh, that, that, that I wasn't supposed to be able to see right. It was going to be oh, this, yeah, yeah, double vision. Because when it hit me, everything went double. Like, I see my truck Ooh, like, like this, shit. and it was like orange looking. I was like, oh, this is bad. And I put oh, my hand, and, um, and I like felt like funky, uh, soft. Yeah. Your and I, yeah, so, right. And, but yeah. then the swelling kicked in, and my vision came back. I thought I was like in that moment. Like, oh, I'm oh cool. no! I thought I was stuck yeah, like that forever, and I almost was okay with it. I was like, I was. I just thought my eye was gone, and I was. Just, I I remember walking to the truck, and Ashton Smith saw me and like looked at me and was like, "Man, are you okay?" And I had like a, a slice under my eye, kind of split my eye. Sure. So um, I had my girlfriend at the time. We jumped in the truck, and she drove me to the Valero, and I got some Cola Loco super glue, and and I went in there and and glued the. Oh glued the uh, cut, yeah. pinched it together, glued yeah. it in the bathroom. And then we went to Kingsville Hospital and the guy, it took him, I think, an hour and a half to come and tell me what was wrong Why'd with me. Why did you go so far to Kingsville? Yeah, no, that was because I did, like, we were going to go home. Oh, I, I was going to go home. Yeah, down south. Oh, Roger. It was so major. I was, like, filling up cake beer cups with blood on the way home, like, Shit. out of my nose and my spitting it up. Yeah, yeah. man. That's a lot. Of, and so, anyways, when he saw the, the when he yeah. saw the uh, CT scan, he said, I don't know what to tell you. You need to go to Houston. Mm. And I was like, wow. He says, I haven't even – I've worked in the prison, and I've never even seen something broke like that. Damn. I was that's like, heavy, wow. Dude. So, anyways, that was – but – so let's get back on a positive note. Yeah. That still didn't stop me. And I still sure. love yeah. to surf waves with consequence. Um, you still surf South Packery. I surf South Packery. Get on the horse again. So. You know, Sean Cooksey, and it was a really awesome, uh, what they, it was a rookie uh, Alma, Channel Islands board. Um, Dane Reynolds made this board mm-hmm. and, and it was sick. And I didn't write it after that. I wrote I it probably four or five times. Around for a while. Yeah, I actually just gave him the board it was no money exchange it yeah. was literally yeah, just take that board yeah how merrick goes lucky too man well it's like when i cut myself last month dude i said throw that fucking knife away dude hey dude don't even yeah we're over that yeah it's cool what uh, knife works yeah <laughs> I just away. yeah it's 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 awkward feeling you know when you have something that traumatic happen. sure yeah but um, to to really think about how I went from all that BMX and the you know and and then went into surfing and had that you know accident happen, it you know obviously it doesn't stop you. It you're supposed to push yourself every day, sure. and, yeah. and if you do crazy stuff, you crazy things are going to happen to you, and you totally. just want to be better at what you do. And and I think really with all these sports, you have to commit, and it's a very uh, hard algorithm uh, mentally that your brain can put together for you to land in a transition or, or get yourself pocketed in a very heavy wave and being able to maintain that. And so I think that's what keeps drawing me back. And I know that anybody that's done it knows that that's, you know, that you're, you're messing with sheer velocity, a lot of power there, a lot sure. of variables changing. Sure. Yeah. <clears throat> so all, if you look at it, all these sports, um, they all have that in, you know, I was watching some Nigel Houston stuff before I came, which is so funny that I in Grayson Fletcher yeah, just recently. Grayson, <laughs> oh my God. I mean, like for those cameras <clears throat> go in, especially like in bowl situations yeah. where they're just like connecting lines and just gapping. And I'm like, 
nowhere. If you were to show somebody in 1920, like, check this shit out. (laughs) (laughs) They'd be like, you guys are wizards and stay away from me. (laughs) Yeah. It's so mind-blowing. If you would have showed somebody in 1990, dude, or showed the guy. Yeah, like I said, I was there for Tony Hawk's fucking... 900. 900. Yeah. Like, X we games. were filming for Motocross Triple X, dude. We were at the X, first X Games. You know, Travis Pastrana jumped his bike into the fucking. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was all. It was kind of fucking nutty. The yeah, whole dude, thing was The whole nutty. thing was carnage. That was sick when he did that. It was funny and it was crazy. And it was, like you said, I was there for Kerry Hart's first backflip. We thought that was the end, I'll say it all. And like I said, if you were to show somebody 1920, like these cats just mobbing these pools now, like you. I can't even fathom it. You know, I got some lines in a pool, but I ain't got lines like that shit, dude. Like, (laughs) and my brain doesn't tell me where I can go like that. So it's just interesting. And you can check, I mean, you see any, anytime you look at something on Instagram, this is stuff that's going to pop up forever now. Mm -hmm. So if you, so it's very, that's how I can tell someone to go check it out. Right. You go see this stuff now. Like we didn't have all that. We only had the magazines. So that's why it's sad to see that magazine go. That's why I started this out on. I grew up. That's how important it is for our sport. It, it, it's all about the media and the coverage, and that is what fuels the sport. I remember yeah, with all, yeah, yeah, whenever I had that good, healthy, all those cool articles and pictures to go along with it, it's just what fueled us. So now you can go on Instagram and see all these things we're talking about the Niger Houston's. The, it changes well, every day. That's the thing that's so crazy. Like when I was a kid, like correct. I got a surfer magazine, you got us, we all got the same surfer magazine, and we're all just like, I remember as a kid, like what you're saying is. Like going to the grocery store and like my parents wouldn't buy it for me half the time. So you had to go read it in the aisle. Yeah, dude, the aisle, dude. Smash, smash real quick. Yeah. My mom wasn't going to buy it. Yeah. Like never. Eric Gresson was cussing. Yeah. She's like, no. That was Mad Magazine was famous then too. Yeah. You couldn't get that magazine. You couldn't surfer magazine without seeing a fresh jive ad or like a reef girl's butt. And then there's like, that was the one that we Yeah. Dude, there was no way they were going to sell. There's no, my grandmother, my mom, Nobody was gonna buy it. So you just, I would hide. You'd be like me and like three other kids, dude, in the aisle, just like staring at. So like, dude, check this shit out. Now you don't have that. It's just like you're on your phone. It's like, oh, cool, we saw that today. Go bigger. It has to be bigger than the pinnacle of this all. What you're kind of getting at, I think, and Stefan knows too as well. Is like, as a kid, like I wanted to surfer magazine, right, or surfing, whatever. And you tear every page out like this is the sickest one, and then you post it on your wall. Yeah, you yeah. would. Like, you bought thumbtacks forever. Their, yeah, dude. Yeah, tape. Yeah, I had tape. Yeah, tape, you're right. Tape, but it took like, the, the paint. Time, yeah, was, yeah, my mom. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we did the tape, the scotch the tape. tape. She's yeah. like, she Christmas would come around. She's like, where's my tape? Oh shit, dude! Paint <laughs> off the wall, right? <clears throat> and that's one time I was with Dino and Dino in Mexico, and I'm like, I'm gonna have to fucking come clean like I had your photo on my wall bro <laughs> yeah he's right yeah, and like you said you know I don't know what these kids do nowadays or where they get their you know but there was a cool time and period so yeah it's crazy dude we all went to the exact same thing pretty much man that's crazy. that was the cool yeah, yeah and man, I think we wild. we that's why when we get into these conversations we we do have that solidarity even though our so to to go back to what I'm talking about you are a fisherman. So when you talk, I and you're a guide, you remind me of my dad. 
that was part of my life. That's what my dad did for a profession. So when you're talking, I, I grew up so much in that that I understand you, even though I don't do it every day like I did. Yeah, but sure. I was with a professional guy that would sacrifice his whole family to go and you know to you know but so you figure like i i absorb that knowledge you know the butchering the cooking the you know the tying the flies or making the pop bars you know he'd spray paint with some uh, screen window screen and oh, yeah. all that yeah. stuff you know putting rattles and 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 you know artificial lures and you know sartreuse and you know smelly jelly and all this stuff you know and it was such a thing all year long. So I, I had that and I think I stepped back, but listening and vicariously living through your experiences, you know, which is why I, I'm surprised I don't blow your phone up because every other week he says, hey, if you want to go fishing and I'm like, man, and I'll be I'm yeah, in transition yeah. right now with oh, yeah. all the things that are going on in my life. But, you know, there's a lot of health issues on, on one yeah, end yeah, of the family. Yeah, yeah. So I, I yeah, so yeah. I like go yeah. back and forth, back and forth. So, but I, I need to get out there because it's funny, even through all the surfing and, and BMX talk today, the fishing also resonates. The hunting too, as well. It's well, like surfing is in me. Yeah. yeah. And so it's cool, that dynamic. No, I think you're hitting the nail on the head. It's just kind of that transition. And like, we all love what we do. Like, you can only spend so much time and money on God, I have motorcycles, BMX, fishing gear, hunting gear, sailing gear. It's like, we have too much. Shit. So, this this uh, afternoon, my godfather, Cecil Perry, I love you. I hope you hear this. I know you do. <clears throat> He's saying deer camp chili. It's deer camp chili oh, time. Well, my boy. dad made the best deer camp chili. And so basically, my dad was the one that processed everybody's stuff. At That's, the cool. That's how we got to go to the deer lease. And he cooked yeah. for everybody. And so it was kind of funny because I had that moment today before we came to this podcast where he was talking about the deer camp chili and he wrote me and tagged me. He was like, your dad made the best. I was like, man, I just started thinking about, you know, we got the rut coming up soon. November's right. Gun season's about to pop up. Youth season's already on the mix, you know, in the last week of October. Yeah. Yeah, There's pigs. Everybody's. Ducks. 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 Yeah. It's it's, (laughs) going to be a lot to talk about. Do they change it to like the seventh? The first. Yeah. Okay. It's like the first everywhere else. They change it. Or use early too. Yeah. It's it's, so it's in it. I think now these biologists are, and that's something cool too, back in the, when I was, when we were talking about being younger, if I wasn't BMX and I was definitely, I never, I never, ever did Halloween. Yeah. I was always at the deer lease. Halloween. I can tell you, dude, 10 years of my life when I should have been with all my boys. And I did a couple Halloweens, but I was always at the deer lease during Halloween. That was like, the, yeah, the first. yeah. 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 That's what's crazy. Yeah. I had that same torment during like when I was 16, 17, yeah. like, man, is it going to be this kegger? But I was an archer, you know? Mm-hmm. So I was like, archery season opens. And I, I had to pull my brother. He, my yeah. mom would make him drive me down this leash. We hadn't found oh, he hated you. Oh, yeah. he hated me. He's dude. like, dude, it's a party time. Yeah, and you yeah. stick a deer, you weirdo. And I missed and shit all the time. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, kid. No, nah, like, see, I never did that. I always see here. Our hunting started like November 14th or something like that. It was like the gun sec- season. Yeah. It yeah. Started, started later. And I mean, my dad was a big gun hunter and like not archery and like. 
And then two, he'd never let me shoot one anyway. So he'd like, see the buck and be like, I'm back, taking that. Let's get anyway, back yeah. to brass tech. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. No, no, no. I just no want you, to I know like the recipe of this deer chili. So it, there, I, I'll get that recipe to you. I actually know that there's, uh, I have it on a legal, an old 1990, probably cigarette smoke stained legal pad of paper, full on written with a ballpoint pen everything that goes into it and i have a book of recipes that just kind of sit there and marinate and i look at and i appreciate but that's the way he did it was from scratch and um it just it's amazing to see the people that still today go man i don't even eat deer meat anymore because no one made it like your dad or no one fried catfish or bass up or like crappie or brim like your dad so i don't eat it you know and it's funny it just he was just real good at doing it people that didn't eat Fried fish, ate his fried fish or deer meat, you know, they're like, it would eat his, you know, he would add all these different, you know, little styles. So it's kind of cool when you ask that, cause it's just, you know, it takes me back to a time when I was just like, woo, cause we talk about it all the time, you know, yeah. it's, it's, it's cool. I think this year though, I'm going to go, I'll be back in the stand this year. Um, Joey Farah was telling me that he wanted to get me out there and I said, you know what? I, I know there's a thirty out six sitting in a gun cabinet that needs to have some Shit, some right. snuggles. Gotta make. <laughs> yeah. It needs yeah. some snuggles. Kisses out. There. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, beautiful man, and that's the man to be with. You know, he can't beat his time in the woods. Yeah. And uh, yeah, super jazz man. You got the, I see, I'm seeing your notes. You got yeah. the YBB on there. Yeah, I got your YBB here. That's yeah. glass. I have that too. I wanted to know uh, about that, dude. Um, The YBB thing started out uh, in Mexico. There was a guy from uh, Pasquales that would run around and say, yeah, big boy. And uh, everywhere yeah. we would go, he'd be like, yeah, big boy. <laughs> and so I like uh, got back to the United States after a long stint. And uh, I would do six months there, six months in the States. And I had a long thing. I lived there for two years. Um, so this is my home away from home. And that just resonated with me. And I brought it back and I said, yeah, big boy, everything. Yeah, yeah. big boy. And it was really a motivational thing. Sure, like, sure. And then it turned into, you know, you be blessed. And it, we actually, manu- we like did all this like uh, stoke factor on it, built these shirts, stickers. Oh, fun. And it became a thing. And um, it just, it kind of blew up. And then, then it turned into yeah, papa. But yeah. Cool. Um, that was no, a that's cool the thing. Of it, you know, especially like I said, when you're surfing waves of con- consequence or uh, yeah, anytime you're doing anything or like you said, or you're unsure of yourself, you're gonna make that gap. Yeah, you know, and that's why your homeboys are there and be like, bro, I saw you. Especially as a photographer, yeah, and a team manager, you'd be like, look, man, look at this video. You, you're two seconds off of landing that kickflip, right? Yeah, here, you know. So yeah, that job. Yeah, big boy. Yeah, big boy. Shit, yeah, papa. Son, I get it's, it. Go it, on this one, son. <laughs> it, yeah, it's, you know, it's not the yeah, big boy. It's a yeah, big boy, yeah. you know? And I think a lot of people kind of like when you, you know, they pervert things. Like it was never thought of as, as funky in Mexico. And then all of a sudden you get back to the States. And I think oh, people yeah, yeah, fumbled yeah. around with it and they would always say something or yeah, big booty or whatever. And I would always go, okay, never mind. 
you don't get it, yeah. but cool, you know? Like, and so it's, it, and it was funny because I figured out this slogan and I, and I know there's people out there that deal with mental illnesses and I, and I love to try to brighten people's day. And I used to say, Hey man, whether you're laughing with us or you're laughing at us, we're still creating that smile. So that YBB thing, there were so many people that gravitated toward, toward it even today because it was a positive message behind it. Sure. You know what I mean? That's kind of where it went into it. And totally. I, so I started actually, I was doing some speaking in schools. Uh, I got invited through, you know, doing some BMX stuff and, and I got to talk about, you know, how to stay motivated. And um, I, that was one of the impacts that I left is an anti-bullying thing, but I didn't like focus in it. I kind of weaned them in, you know, with the coolness and then killed them with that, sure, sure. you know, like, Hey, you know, this is what's going on. You, there was a lot of kids with talent that don't can't afford the vans um i grew up from humble beginnings so a pair of vans lasted me all year and i yeah. like i like took my toothbrush out not the one i use but the the old one yeah, yeah. and i cleaned this you know i tried to keep those you know you needed I, that stuff i had kids on kids remember the blue label kids that's yeah. funny there's the cheapest <laughs> shit no man. it's great and then like i said you carry yourself well and uh you know you have great positivity about you and uh it's great surfing with you you get great waves you know thank you Good yeah waves you know you stay fit you get you're raising a family that's bitching you know yeah uh, you can't ask for some better people in your community mm -hmm. and uh you keep everybody positive you're fired up you know you Not know pitching and moaning in the lineup he's right because you stoked me out um the last few like really good days like one of the best days i had coming back to texas it was that we were me and you were surfing it was a beautiful morning it was clear green water on south packery and it was a left point and and we were it was offshore. Remember that it was per, it was like almost like it, it it didn't look like it was gonna be a long line, but it would be like this perfect A frame, and the left would just grow. And it was like, and we surfed it, and I had this one wave where I connected the dots, and I felt really good. And you happened to witness it, and you said, "Man, you made me think of real surf when you when I saw you surf that wave. Like you surfed that wave really well, and I, you were so stoked and jazzed on this wave." that I just felt like, wow. And then I had another wave years down the road since I've been here and you, or a couple years back and you said you were there to witness it. So, you know, like we've shared, I've watched multiple waves as well of yours and, and, and just been stoked. And, you know, it's funny cause that's why we do what we do. You know, that's what I love about mm -hmm. the wild bend. Um, I'm, I'm still eager to surf with Marcus though. I want to get him oh, out in the dude. water. I want to get a, a longboard up, dude, but that's about it. Bro. Hey, with it, yeah, longboard. You can bring your skiff and pull into one like a stand-up <laughs> paddler, dude. Damn, dude, I haven't surfed in like, yeah, it's been so long, but I'd love to do it. Yeah, one of these days, man. I'll, I'll paddle back in a wave. When I figure like when I stop pulling a boat, I'll start pulling it. Yeah, start yeah. paddling. Yeah, I'd be like the old dude in the lineup with like an old school stand-up paddleboard and just like old school Hawaiian. Oh, yeah, I take it. Dude, when I was in Cali, sway. the old guys would do it like at Swami's and I'd just sit there in the lineup and just be like, this is the coolest shit yeah. ever. I was like, when I'm old as hell, dude, I'm gonna put like a gold chain, a speedo on, shit, and yeah. a stand up paddleboard with like and a ham wooden, coated like in coconut oil. Coconut oil. I don't have any hair on my chest, but like I'll glue it on don't there and I have again. a wooden paddle. You know, it's funny but you say that. My point being is, yeah, you yeah. surf really well, and Thank that's you. the beauty of uh, you know, there's surfers here in town and around Texas that surf well. Yeah, you know, you can't, and that's what I kind of always try to prove to the magazines and and journals out there but uh so it's great to share those moments of surf and 
because there's it's hard to connect waves in Texas. Sure, I feel and, there's strategy for sure. Yeah, and, yeah. And until you go and visit different places and learn how to like more pocket pick. I yeah, it, you know, pocket pick. I like that. I know exactly uh, that ding right in the back of my spine. Yeah, and then like I said, <clears> that one day was beautiful, and so. I just like talking about surfing. We <laughs> no, we're, we're changing the subject Shit. now, dude. Surfing, surfing is surfing Surfing is done. So, dude, you talk about the ones and twos, and you've like talked about your beatbox deal. So, what's up with that, man? You got some flow? So, I. Put that on the mic. Ah, uh, 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 <laughs> No, you know what? I, I think just that, yeah, I mean, we'll I grew up. right now. Mic check on the ones and twos. You already know. No, uh, I think, you know, growing up with a lot of the BMX and, and surfing and uh, skating and stuff, you know, Wu-Tang and, and uh, hip-hop East Coast kind of flowed real well with flowed out, yeah. you know, uh, little parts and and um, it's, or little edits. It's just cool. And I, I like that. I came from Houston, you know, I've, I've, I've rapped with the pencil on the lunch table or on the bus, you know, and, and you know, I've learned to do it. But that the ones and twos was in the 90s. That was the turntables, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? So it's funny because it was uh, Wild 104, KRB, and then would go like, you know, on the ones and twos. Wild the ones yeah. and twos because that's where you position the record <laughs> when you twist it. <laughs> I'm asking. Well, uh, it's off friend. the beatbox because of the oh. old school beatboxes, I believe. And right? well, I like the rhythm of the shit, dude. I'm white. Yeah, I yeah. think it's just when they would switch back and forth <laughs> oh, and mix yeah. the song. Uh, so you got the ones and twos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I really, and again, so it was just something funny and outlandish to say along, sure. you know, we're live from the grid on the ones and twos. Sure, yeah. Done it on TV and people like it. They laugh about it. You know, there's a stagnant room and you, you just gotta, you're like, I'm coming with something, you know? Oh, Y'all, yeah, you have to bring out something. Yeah. You're in a room full of people that don't put up Christmas lights. You know, yeah, you're yeah. like, you gotta, you're, you're I'm on the ones and twos. They're like, you know, <laughs> so I think it, you know, it stems back to just being trying to. My mother was like that. She was real energetic was in a room. Beatboxing? In beatboxing. <laughs> She'd get in a clown suit and beatbox. She was running DMC. She was, was like DMC all day long. She was always, yeah, no, she was always hosting. Maybe I put a little urban flavor to the way she does Shit. it, you know? But, anyways. Yeah, too good. Yeah, man. I, I, I like using that on the ones and twos. That's all good, man. Like I said, I'm sure there's a large group of people that like probably laugh at it. And no, and I don't. That's well, the that's, thing. Like, I have you, a purple boat, bro. Like, dude, people <laughs> laugh at oh, me. He does dude. have a purple boat. Dude, I spoke to a boat and dudes are laughing. And I'm just like, dude. bro, it's paid off. And I catch way more fish. Than I, I think you, if you know that people are successful in life that, that, that actually don't care about that. Yeah, I think cares. if you're ever caught up in what, because people are usually like that because they're struggling with something. Totally. Yeah. And that's something that that's you, why, yeah. That's what I'm saying. You have something to bring to the community. You're part of the Wild Bend podcast because we love your energy. Uh, we love that you do what you do. I appreciate man. that. You on the pump yeah. track. I saw that shit's out of hand. And, uh, yeah, dude, you're on your brother's pump track, dude, or ramp. Yeah, yeah it's insane, dude. Like, I was like, beautiful, man. Like, super flow. And that's what's all about this wild bin we all bring something totally different to the that's table correct and uh we try to stay positive like we talked about in episode number one keep everybody up and enjoying it and catch the fish and eat healthy and yeah it's key and i'm glad that i got to do the q a because it's nice sometimes to like a sh and i did it real you know sliver here sliver there you know um it, it it's really 
cool that people will hear it and understand all of our Q and A's and where we came from and why we are doing what we are doing today. And and I think right now the biggest message in this one would happen to be like, hey, you're only given today. I mean, you're promised tomorrow that you should wake up, but I always live that I'm not maybe going to wake up. So I need to just look at everything in the best way I can. Mm-hmm. And I know that's tough. And that's something that I hope we impact this earth with, because with all the platform that we've got through our talents and, and what, where we've been and what we've done, I think people are listening like wizard, you know, information, good guru, good positive flow, you know, and that's, that's, that's what I'm hoping for. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Dude, staying positive and being positive. Yeah, like, absolutely. Positive outlook definitely changes the situation. There's been times you're, I've been down there, but the same thing, dude. Shouldn't the fish feel it, man? Yeah, they you know, do. Everything dude. Feels everything it, feels that. Nah, you know? man, the whole, if you got not trying to be shitty, hit, dude, but the whole universe feels yeah. that, dude. Sure. If you have a positive shitty attitude outlook, in your hunting blind, you're going to have a shitty hunt, yeah. man. So, it's that no, tight it's energy. Yeah. Yeah. That's the beauty of it, and that's why we're all here. And So... Though yeah, that that was pretty Great sick. Up Heck yeah! Yeah, thanks for opening up. Absolutely, of all this. And... All right, man. Oh, I I tell you what, like I said before, you can always find us on rideoncorpus.com, and I got that right this time. We're the Wild Bend on Instagram. We got I love to fish on Instagram. John still photos. That's right. We're all over Instagram. We're on it. If you have any questions for us whatsoever, hit us up on our DMs. Also, we all have Facebooks. You can find us on our names and www.rightoncorpus.com. Again, podcast and Spotify. Check it out. We're going to be dropping these tunes probably Wednesday. So we're on it, on the ones and twos. What's your, dude, you got to give a shout out. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. I'm Stefan Lewis on Instagram, also on Facebook. If you have any questions about today or you're interested in getting involved on our beach, let me know. Hit me up. You already know what it is. Send us your recipe. <laughs> yeah, we got to post those. Chili recipe. Peace next. Woo. Oh my God.